landing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And today is the day that we've been talking about, Chuck, for probably like three or four weeks, probably all month, honestly, where uh, I get to talk about a Disney movie. It's our first Disney movie of the year. We've talked Marvel. We've talked DC. We have to wait until probably December for Star Wars unless we get this Mandalorian series before. Uh, we're talking Dumbo today. Yeah. You are you are so excited. I mean, it's just um, like you, you smell what we're smelling right now. Nothing but peanuts, elephant shit, sweat from old (laughs) men, uh, probably Danny DeVito's. We are at the circus, and it stinks, and the animals are sad. But we're talking Dumbo today. But before we get into Dumbo, last episode, you and I talked about Shazam. Yes. Posted it on the day we went to see Shazam. And we're going to get report back, not a review, just our general feelings after seeing it. And I'm going to take it back to like 1919 and say, boy, howdy, I loved it. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I really, really liked it. Took me by surprise. I thought it was I thought it was going to be good, but I didn't realize how much I would like it after seeing it. Yeah, man. Uh, Chelsea went with me and she was like, I want to see it, but she's like, this movie's going to be trash. Uh, she didn't know much about Shazam. She liked Zach Levi, so she was pretty excited to see it. But we sat down and when we left... She was so excited about it. She's like, this was actually really good. And, you know, she has her complaints about DC, uh, mainly their TV shows, about how many flashes there are in the flash. So, you know, there there are some stuff that goes on. But as far as Shazam, man, this was the barometer, I said, about how I would feel moving forward with the DC universe. And uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I like that it's funny. I like that it kind of takes itself a, a little less serious than the Zack Snyder stuff. So I, I'm pretty pumped for it. And I, I urge all of our listeners to go see it, even if you didn't want to see it because you were like, oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be kind of like uh, Man of Steel or it's going to be... I don't know, like Batman vs. Superman, go see this movie. It, it's a it's a fun watch. Take the kids. It's a family movie. Uh, there's just a couple of shits and uh, dick and douchebag. So you, you hear that on our podcast. So, yeah, do you, you urge people to go see it as well, Chuck? Oh, definitely. You know, AG, I took her to see it. She really didn't want to. And then she liked it at the end. So I think that's a lot of people's consensus. They're going to go in kind of leery about it. And I think they're going to walk away with a great experience. Yeah, really. And Zach Levi crushed it. And I texted you. We were texting during the secret scenes. There's two secret scenes. We were texting mid-secret scene. And I was just telling you, like, Jack Dylan Grazer is a force, man. He's so good. And uh, Asher Angel, which is actually his real name and not a stage name, uh, was actually really good, too. Everybody involved in this movie was good from top to bottom. So, uh, you know, it, it sounds like we're sucking the tea to DC, but if you know both of us, uh, we haven't been a huge DC fan uh, as far as our movies go. We've been actually brutally honest of, as far as those movies. If you want to see us suck tea, uh, wait until Avengers when that comes out because we are going to be covered in Marvel milk. So that's just, I mean, I feel, I feel really good about the DC universe. And then to show up Shazam's performance for the the f- first day it was out. And thank you, Fandango, for allowing yeah. us two geeks to, to see it. But Zack Snyder comes out and he's like, I'm going to have a tell-all book. And he's telling everybody and every 
anyone who's asking about the Justice League, his opinion on Batman, The Flash, and Cyborg, and all the DC characters. I posted it on Instagram, but here are just some details. I want to discuss it with you because we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. Um, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, which the Snyder Cut is in existence, he, he admitted it to uh, a fan that it's out there. Darkseid murders Steppenwolf for healing Superman. Darkseid defeats the League with ease. Aquaman is killed. Darkseid boom tubes into the Batcave and murders Lois, which was, that had me sold. Um, yeah, I seen that, and as soon as I seen that, I was like, oh, Jim's happy. Right, and then it's caused a Superman to succumb to the anti-life equation. Wonder Woman is killed trying to protect Lois Lane. The surviving League members now exist in the Nightmare timeline from, uh, what, uh, from BVS? Mm-hmm. And then the Flash, Cyborg, Batman, and Cyborg is torn in half, uh, work together to send the Flash back in time to alter the past, leading into Flashpoint. Now, hearing that, reading that, oh my god, dude, that would have been so awesome. Why didn't we get that movie? I know. I mean, it's completely different than what we got. So, I don't know. You hear that a lot of times with movies, and then especially movies that fail. They're like, oh, this is the one I wanted. And a lot of times it's a lot better than the movie we got itself dude that sounds so good like that would have been amazing and i posted on twitter tom hit me back and said you know uh it's a great story but he doesn't trust Zack snyder to make a good movie um as great as those scenes are who knows how they would have been depicted on screen they may have been like way too artsy for our liking but if this is a comic book I'm picking this up. If this is an animated movie, I'm watching this. Uh, I would have been really excited for this, man. That would have been so awesome. And um, there's rumors that Zack Snyder's returning for uh, to be on board with Wonder Woman 84. He's going to be on board with Aquaman. Like, not directing, but, like, executive producing and, like, consulting. So our days in the DC Zack Snyder universe aren't gone. But, man, if that was the potential Justice League movie... Sign me up. I would have been there. Yeah, I I think I agree with Tom too. Is I I think it's a great story, but I don't know if Snyder is the one to tell that story visually. I agree. I totally agree. And you know that that story sounds fantastic. However, I will say I'm happy and content with the DC universe that we have now. The Aquaman, the Shazam, and what seems to be an anthology series for Wonder Woman. I'm on board with that. Like. I don't know what world we would have lived in if Aquaman died. Like Jason Momoa would just been a throwaway character for a while. And then maybe five years down the line, we get the Aquaman movie and it wouldn't have been as good as it was now. And, you know, this Shazam movie probably would have never happened. We would have been stuck with a, an Ezra Miller Flash movie. So I'm kind of glad that this didn't happen at this point, but I would have loved to see it. Yeah, me too. I, I think, you know, it. we can say what if all, all we want, but we didn't get it. And we'll never see it. I doubt they'll ever release it, even though he says it's out there. But you know what? To, to that point, we had said that we'll never see the Deadpool test footage, and they just got tired of waiting and released it. You never know if Zack Snyder, in some, like 10 years down the line, says, you know what? I own this. I can put it out there. You never know. Yeah. I mean, just I said I just we'll just have to wait and see, but I, I really doubt we'll ever see it. Yeah, that's uh, the biggest cliffhanger we've ever had in our podcast. Maybe 20 years from now, we'll see the Snyder Cut. But let's get into what we're going to talk about. Uh, as excited as you are, I am on the opposite side of the spectrum. Um, 
you know me, uh, the listeners know me, and anybody who is new to the podcast might not know me, but I like Disney. I love Disney. Um, I watch all Disney movies, even if they're bad ones. I saw Wrinkle in Time twice. Ugh. I saw John. I saw John Carter like four or five times, trying to salvage what could have been a good movie. Was that ever a number one, John Carter? I don't know. Oh, I hope so because I can't wait to hear your review. Whew, that's gonna be. That's gonna. And and that's the thing. There, I mean, there's a lot of movies that aren't good that made number one. Yeah, like The Roommate. That's a little fore, foreshadowing. Yeah. But the Dumbo, in terms of Disney movies for me, is at the very very far bottom for me of the list. Um, I've never really enjoyed it, not even as a child. And I love animals, so you know, you know me. I would I would have you would have thought that. This would be high up because I love animals. I love nature. Uh, Bongo is one of my favorite Disney stories, and that's about a circus bear, and I really enjoy that. There's just something about Dumbo where I'm just like, it never really grabbed me. It never really resonated with me. Where are you as far as Dumbo and, and ranking it in Disney movies for you? I mean, the movie and character itself, like, I don't really consider it a top 10 at all. I mean, I, I don't think, dude, I don't even think top 20. I think it's revered as a classic, but I, re- I really think it's pushed aside when people consider top movies slash characters when it comes yeah, to Yeah, princesses are those top tens Yeah, for the most part, unless you go Simba number one, as I would. I mean, when I was a kid, I liked uh, Dumbo Circus. I don't know if you ever even heard or seen that. Uh, we were kids at the same time. I, I liked Dumbo Circus. I mean, it was... It was a Disney Channel show that ran from May 85 to May 86. I know I wasn't alive then, but I've seen it. Yeah, I I was a big fan of that show because it was in the vein, and we talked about this in our Christopher Robin episode, it was in the vein of Pooh's Corner where it sees it's a live action show with people in costumes. And looking back now, it was terrifying. Yeah. But, you, you know, when it premiered in 85... I was three years old. I was the prime target age for that show, and um, I loved it. Like I, I'm, I know I seen the Disney animated one we had on VHS and stuff like that, but I was, I wasn't a huge fan of Dumbo. Yeah, and you know, I think maybe because, like, the circus wasn't as dominant in our neck of the woods. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we weren't exposed to the circus. I'm not a circus person. There were a lot of movies post like this is a 1941 movie and a lot the 80s for Disney 80s and 90s that's when they started churning out hits man The Lion King was coming out Nightmare Before Christmas was coming out there was so much stuff coming out that Dumbo kind of fell behind and we weren't able to get a chance to really know about Dumbo all we knew about the story was it takes place in a circus there's an animated mouse there's an animated elephant the elephant flies there's some sad parts as with every Disney movie. Uh, and, you know, we we didn't know what was going to happen. I, I, for one, never thought we were going to get a movie out of it. But then they announced that we're going to get a live action movie about it, which it says that it's based upon a story written by husband and wife team, Helen Aberson and Harold Pearl, and is loosely inspired by Walt Disney's 1941 classic animated film of the same name and is being released months before the 78th anniversary of Dumbo. And you and I kind of talked about it. The the early reviews are in, and they're not looking good. And no, they're split. And that's uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. You said was a fifty. So may, maybe it's because 
it's loosely adapted and loosely inspired as opposed to being fully adapted from the the animated film when they announced that this was coming to a live action theater live action studio a la the what um lion king and jungle book where were you what were you thinking what were your thoughts were you on board were you like oh what what is happening to the world where were you i was kind of surprised because they're very big in remake culture right now oh yeah disney is and like i get the princesses but Dumbo, like that kind of took me by surprise because, you know, if you gave me a list of remake 20 movies, I don't know if that would even be on there. No, not at all. It's not on my list to remake them. Like, I'm surprised that they aren't remaking more princess movies. Like, their live action stuff has kind of struggled besides The Jungle Book. Like, you think Wrinkle in Time, flop. John Carter, flop. Cinderella, kind of where Dumbo's sitting right now, split. Maleficent. A little higher than where Dumbo, I think that was like an 85, 86, had a pretty good general consensus. Beauty and the Beast, that did very well. Yeah, that was a billion dollars. Yeah, and I mean, that's a princess movie. And you get the right cast, you get the right storylines, you keep the story based off the animated. If it's a remake, take what was on the animated, make it a a live action. Kind of like what Jungle Book did, kind of like what Beauty and the Beast did. If you loosely inspire it, you have a problem. And I think that, one... Personally, and this is the only time I'm going to be on this soapbox, I think the timing for the Dumbo movie is awful. Yeah. Uh, people are people are very anti-circus right now. Um, for the most part, there are really no more circuses left. And a lot of people, in, in America at least, I know Russia is still huge on circuses, but they don't allow live animals to perform in there. Um, there was a lot of scandal with the way the elephants were mistreated. And what do we do? We say, all right, you know, Kids love circuses. Let's make a Dumbo movie. And that it's, it's just poor timing. Like I can, you said, name 20 movies. Like why not a Pocahontas movie? You know, why is Mulan and Aladdin getting, you know, a little bit post dated to this? Why wasn't the Lion King the next one after the Jungle Book? Like why Dumbo? It, it kind of, it kind of was like, oh, Michael, what, Michael Eisner is still in, no, Bob Iger. I'm sorry. Is Michael Eisner even alive? <laughs> I think he is, but no, it's Bob Iger. Bob Iger is probably a big Dumbo Circus fan and was like, boom, let's do a Dumbo movie. It doesn't fit. And then you hear the story that it's going to be focused around the human characters and their perspective rather than the animals from the Disney animated film. You know, there's not going to be any talking animals to my knowledge. So you're getting recognizable characters, Dumbo, the little mouse, the rest of the people. And are we getting the mouse? I believe we're getting a mouse. I think I've seen the mouse in a trailer, like a briefly it's not in its outfit, obviously. It's not in its, like, I think Danny DeVito has turned into the mouse. I mean, I've from what we've seen, like, there's a scene where the little girl has these white mice in a cage, but I wouldn't have thought that's Timothy. I think we're, I'm pretty sure we're getting Timothy in that sense. I guarantee you she's going to call it Tiffany, uh, Timothy. Okay. Or Tiffany. They might gender bend the, the mouse because the future's female, my friend. Um so they're giving you recognizable tropes, recognizable Easter eggs. Action guy, is he going to do every single live action remake? No, no, because who do they get? Tim Burton. So when Tim Burton signs on for the direction of this movie, where where were you? Were you on board with the Tim Burton? Like I don't even know your your general consensus on Tim Burton. But what did you think? Oh, I liked Tim Burton a lot. But when it was announced, I was surprised again from him being the director because when i think tim burton i think dark gothic 
And then when I think Dumbo, I think the exact opposite of dark and gothic. Yeah, you don't think Bright Cherry Circus? No. I mean, I know he's, he's done circus movies, a la Pee-wee's Big Top. But that I just... Dumbo is the further... If, if, again, I want to keep saying this, but like if you sat there and said, okay, Tim Burton's directing a movie, pick the movie he's going to direct. It wouldn't have been Dumbo. I wouldn't have thought in a million years. What movie do you think he would get as a Disney movie? Honestly, the live action Nightmare for Christmas. Right? And why that? Maybe the characters are just way too fucking creepy to be on screen. I mean, a few mo- like a month ago, they said there was rumors about them talking about it. Dude, I'm surprised there isn't a porn parody to that. <laughs> and, you know, there probably is. Uh, go if one of our listeners wants to go down that rabbit hole and find one, uh, let me know. But just don't link me because I. I don't know. What are some of your, like, I didn't put it on our, our sheet, but do you have a, like, a, a top five for Tim Burton? Whew. Um, off the top of my head, of course, Batman. Yeah. Um, Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice is up there. Uh, B- Pee-wee's Big Top. Yeah, Big Adventure, yeah, that one's on there. Um, no, he did Pee-wee's Big Top. Not the Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No, he directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure in 85. And he did Big Top? I don't think he did Big Top. I think he just did Big Adventure. Uh, I, um, I thought he did Big Top, but... Nah, it is what it is. We're not going to... Cr- he did a Pee Wee movie, which is on there. <laughs> um, Actually, I really liked Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Sweeney Todd was good. I don't like musicals, but it was pretty damn good. But, I mean, there, there's a lot of movies. Uh, You got one more. One more. You got four on me. Whew. Um, Probably Edward Scissorhands. So we have, like, Beetlejuice, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Batman, General 3 for you and I. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really, really good one. That was a good flick, and I also really liked Frankenweenie. Yeah, I remember that when it was a short. and um, Yeah, like 84, I think he did that. Yeah, and then he made it into an actual movie. Yeah, so there, that's like a loose top five. I'm glad, you, you know, we're usually always on the same page. When, when Tim Burton was set, like you and I, I'm mirroring your comments, like, I didn't think Dumbo. Like, I don't think Dumbo. And when I heard Dumbo, I was like, oh, my God, how gothic is this Dumbo going to be? Like, I expected this movie to be dark. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, I mean, Tim Burton doesn't come off bright and, like you said, bright and shiny. But, like, then you look at what he did to Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. You know, he had that bright and shiny trope to it. Uh, And, again, more Disney live action movies. That's actually a good good choice for him because he can get whimsical and he can get weird like he did with charlie and the chocolate factory so i was like all right you know tim burton's a good director he's i do like him i like his work i like more more of his work than i do most directors so i was like all right let's see the cast and the cast dude like you and i talked about as soon as everybody was getting cast it is stellar it's definitely a disney cast it's not a john carter cast it's similar to a wrinkle in time cast where you have a lot of recognizable faces but Let's just go over it for a second. So we have Michael Keaton, who plays V.A. Vandeveer, who is collaborating with Tim Burton for the fourth time. We have Colin Farrell, who plays Holt Farrier. Nico Parker, who plays Millie Farrier. She's making her debut, and she's Thandie Newton's daughter. Dude, she looks exactly like her. I know. And she I think she filmed this, her part, while Thandie was doing Solo. Really? Yep. And then you got Nico Park. Uh, you got Finley Hollins who plays Joe Ferrier. You got the great, the one of the best New Jersey exports, Danny DeVito. Yeah, playing Max Medici. 
uh, and also the fourth collaboration with Tim Burton from the Batman movies, Big Fish and uh, Mars Attacks. And you got Eva Green, who I love, uh, who plays Colette Merchant, third collab with Burton, Miss Peregrine's uh, House for Peculiar Children and Dark Shadows. You got Alan Arkin, who I think this is his third collaboration with uh, with Tim Burton. He's playing Jay Griffin Remington. I wonder if it's the same Remington from The Rifle. Uh, maybe. Maybe. And then the movie will also feature Lucy DeVito, which is Danny DeVito's daughter, Sharon Rooney, and Joseph Gatt. And, which is also pretty crazy, um, Chris Pine was off for a role, I'm assuming, for the Colin Farrell part. Mm-hmm. And he turned it down to do Wrinkle in Time. And uh, Will Smith, the wonderful Will Smith, was offered the Michael Keaton role. So was Tom Hanks. Let's talk cast. So you have... Let's talk about the cast that we have and then the cast that could have been. What do you think about the cast that we have? I think it's great. I mean, Danny DeVito as a ringmaster, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yes. Perfect. I mean, in the original, and the original was a short, dumpy Italian guy. And, you know, pretty Which is much. Danny DeVito. It's DeVito without the mustache. He's got the scruff. He's great. Like, I can't. I couldn't pick a perfect person for that role. No. Uh, you know who I pro- they probably would have gotten? Uh, because it's Tim Burton, Deep Roy. <laughs> I'm sure he's in it. Oh, probably. What else? What else about the cast? You know, Colin Farrell, you know, he's been re- doing some family-friendly movies lately with this and uh, Fantastic Beasts. And, you know, uh, Michael Keaton is a bad guy. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's really kind of reinvented himself as playing bad people for Disney. Yeah. Vulture. Now he's playing V.A. Vandeveer. Um, he's fully embracing the bad guy role and I'm here for it. I, I'm really here for it. Yeah. And you know, then Tim Burton reteamed with a lot of people that he's worked before. And are you surprised he, he didn't bring in Johnny Depp? I don't know if he would fit. The one person I wanted him to bring in was Paul Rubens. Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe he's going to be a secret cameo. Oh, could you imagine? I fucking love Pee Wee Herman. I like I want him, want him in more movies. You know, he could do a small cameo like he did in Batman Returns. Yep. Where he played Papa Co- uh, Cobblepot. Yeah, and he came back in Gotham. Yeah. Like that's paying homage to the great Pee-wee Herman, Paul Rubens. Uh Eva Green is you know where I'm at with Eva Green. Yeah, uh, definitely. I fan cast her as everything and it's just based on eyes alone. But um like the thing that stuck out for me, the same thing, man. He just teamed up with great names who are recognizable in cinema right now and he just collabs with everybody like he's just bringing back mm-hmm. the like you show he's like tarantino where tarantino will bring back all his friends yeah and he brings back all his friends and i kind of think what we're getting now is a better movie than what the cast could have been yeah like chris pine i feel like he's kind of an easygoing guy i feel like him and colin farrell can kind of swap out as far as star power too yeah definitely but Will Smith and Tom Hanks are a whole nother beast because now they have to learn Tim Burton. They have to learn his style. They have to learn how he is on set. To my knowledge, neither of them have worked together. No, I don't think so. I mean, I could definitely see Tom Hanks in that VA Vandeveer role. I cannot see Will Smith. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I couldn't see Will Smith as the goddamn genie, and I've seen too much of Will Smith as the goddamn genie, so anything is possible. I think Disney was just hoping to get Will Smith. That's the thing. And they have Tom Hanks. Let's share it with Michael Keaton. I want more Michael Keaton. And the more this could, I mean, this is a this is just a conspiracy for me, but Michael Keaton back with Tim Burton could re-engage the talks of more Beetlejuice. 
I mean, they've been rumoring it. Yeah, it it's kind of like Bill and Ted 3. Yeah. We finally got it 30 years later, but this could be that next step. Michael Keaton's relevant again. Tim Burton's about to be relevant again. Because I don't think Tim Burton's worked for a couple years or at least done anything in a couple years. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Right? What's the last Tim Burton joint that you remember? Miss Peregrine. It's Miss Peregrine's. Yeah, it was probably, what, two and a half, three years ago? 2016, almost three years. So it's a it's a really good – It's a, the cast in general is healthy balance, the one that we got. I'm 100% more on board with this cast than anything that stars Will Smith. Tom Hanks is great, um, but I feel like – there's something about Michael Keaton. He has that Genesee je quoi mm-hmm. where he's just, you you know, he can carry himself like that. I don't really see, t- I haven't seen Tom Hanks as a bad guy in quite some time, uh, if ever. So I'm, I'm on board with this cast. It it makes it, had this not been a Dumbo movie and made this another Disney movie, I would have still wanted to see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this kind of was like, okay, if I go, at least I get to look at Ava, Ava Green. So that, that's a plus. Um, what do you think about the look of Dumbo and the tone of the movie? I mean, at first, again, I was skeptical because, you know, the one thing that Tim Burton brings besides Dark and Gothic, he's very whimsical and magical. Like uh, Edward Scissorhands, you know, yeah. even though that was a weird and dark movie, it was there was some kind of magic to it. Some Same thing with Beetlejuice. Yeah. So, um, you know, after seeing it, I think the tone fits perfectly. And, and like the look of Dumbo too, like the look of Dumbo, it looks like a big eared elephant. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all right with that. I mean, they could have really hammed this up and it could have looked really cheesy. Um, even like I pictured Tim Burton just throwing Frankenweenie in there with a very, very long nose. And you're like, oh, so Frankenweenie has a trunk now. And it's like, it, like the elephant being kind of scary looking. Yeah. Just because that, that's how I imagine Tim Burton. But you got to remember, Dumbo is supposed to be adorable. Dumbo is just a very, very large Bambi. Yeah, pretty much. It, it plays on the, it plays on the eyes of the kids. The kids love it. Dumbo is also a great toy. Maybe that's why they did the movie because you could sell a bunch of plushies and shirts and hats and, you know, pop figures because there's a Dumbo who looks regular Dumbo. Then he's got a funny hat on. He's sitting on a ball. He's got face paint on. He's flying. Here's Timothy. Yeah, you you don't have to sell Danny DeVito pops. You can just sell elephant pops. Speaking of merchandise, we walked into the Disney store a couple days ago. And it was very lackluster at Dumbo. Like they had one little section with a couple stuffed animals, and that was it. So maybe Dumbo doesn't sell. And my whole soliloquy I just went on was for none. But, you know, what what do you think, like, about the CGI on Dumbo, though? I think it looks it looks good, you know. Um, it looks believable as much as you can think of a small elephant with gigantic ears. It, lo- it looks clean. It looks crisp. The, um... What really stands out is his blue eyes. Yeah, they're super bright. I mean, in the original, that's kind of, you know, he had these big blue eyes, but, you know, they really made him pop in this. And that, to me, that's the first thing I see. I don't see the ears. The eyes is, is what catches me. Like, even the poster, like, there's a sense of just blue and, re- like, bright blues and really sharp reds. And then you look at, like, the stills and you're like, oh, wait a minute, like... This isn't as bright as you you make it feel. Like the circus is bright, and you can take away that the circus is really really bright. And but the the life of Dumbo, the life of the uh, the what the farriers or the harriers, the life of the farriers. You see that it's not all 
glitz and glamour. It's only glitz and glamour when V.A. Vandeveer takes them to Tomorrowland, essentially, and says, I'm about to change your life. I'm buying your goddamn elephant. And yeah, it's called Dreamland, I think. Yeah, I mean, which is a very, very appropriate. And it looks like it's, it's going to have some tearjerker moments, at least for me, if, if I see it. Um, I feel like, you know, I cry at everything. But it's just one of those things that, like, I still don't understand the logic behind it based on, like, the the mixed reviews. There's not a lot of buzz for this. It's I feel like there's not a lot of promotion. At least I'm not seeing a lot of promotion on TV for it or on the radio. Uh, and also what you said, at least with the your experience at the Disney store. Now, this is just one isolated incident at the Disney store in New Jersey. It might be huge down in Orlando because they're pump churning out more visitors. But, man, I would have thought, like, when – you know, you heard what I said. Like, I expect this to be a great toy. You can sell a ton of toys for Dumbo. And from what you're saying, it's like, nah, man, nobody wants to buy Dumbo shit. So do you think, like, that they really, there is a huge contingency of people or a huge group of people that are against the circus and are not going to see this movie? I mean, I, I definitely think that could be. Um, I think a lot of people will see it because it's just a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean... When we went to the Disney store, I was saying, like, my wife was oh, let's see if there's Dumbo stuff, because she loves Dumbo. And we walked in, and we didn't see anything, and she even asked the one girl, and she was like, where's all your Dumbo stuff? And they were like, well, we just had a, uh, this whole section was Captain Marvel, and that kind of took up a lot of the time, so we just put this stuff up. Yeah, so Disney's more focused on their Marvel properties than, like, you're going to see a ton of Aladdin stuff in the next few months, or next month or two. But and a ton of Lion King stuff. But Dumbo, like, it's one of those things. Maybe Dumbo is just too old to remake. This is a fucking 1941 movie about a circus that doesn't exist in our area uh, about an elephant. Yeah. And on paper, in 1941, this is a great movie. Now in 2019, it's not a great movie. It's uh, it's a little behind the times. And this movie set in 1919. <laughs> So now you got to reintroduce your children to the depression, like pre-depression circus days. You're going to have to, you know, say what vagabonds are. Like, why are they wearing all these different kinds of clothes? Like, you have to explain a lot for them. It's hard to do a purity, uh, sorry, a period piece for children. Like, at least not, like, if you're thinking, like, medieval times, that's easy because you understand princesses and knights. But, like, this is, like, 1919 New York. Yeah, it's, I think it could be a hard sell. And just like you said, they're not doing a lot of promotion. It's definitely a hard sell. And just, you know, like you said, there's not a lot of promotion. Like, I don't see a lot of TV spots. I see a little bit, but not a whole lot. And the whole Disney store thing, like, when you go into this, I expect to see them pushing the movie. And they have done in the past with different different movies. Like, Beauty and the Beast, they pushed hard with that. I remember when it came out. And it did you know like 1.3 billion dollars oh yeah they sold it, those real ugly bell dolls that didn't oh, even, they looked yeah. like if pippi longstocking got kicked in the face by a horse yeah that was oh it was terrible brutal. but that's the thing like they just i love I, I love that that's what stuck out to us about the you know the beauty and the beast promotion where the barbies so it really points out where where our mind goes it's ridiculous but it, and also too like you can I'm going to bring back Beauty and the Beast. You can have dolls and figurines. And, and like with Dumbo, you know, you're not going to have a Colin Farrell Barbie doll. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you got oh. a Dumbo plush. It'd just be a one-armed man. 
And that's what he is. He, he's got one arm. Yeah. And I just, like I said, there's just, promotion-wise, I don't think there's a lot that you can do with it besides just a Dumbo doll. Dumbo and Tim. Uh, Tim. If they have Tim, then you're on board. If not, then you have no idea what you're doing. Like, this is the thing. Like, one, I think you're going to see more Dumbo merchandise at Hot Topic than you are at a Disney store. That's a possibility. Because it's a Tim Burton joint, and Hot Topic is right up Tim Burton's niche. So you're going to see more Dumbo at Hot Topic. Number two, Disney, and this might be a hot take, but Disney is going to have two of their four original movies besides Frozen. Their live-action movies fail. Be Not fail, but be underwhelming. Dumbo yeah. and Artemis Fowl are going to make money, but not Beauty and the Beast money. No. You know, Aladdin and Lion King are going to crush it because they're known properties. They're popular. They're Mount Rushmore of Disney movies. You poll 10 people, and at least two people are going to say Jasmine is their favorite princess. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're missing the boat. If I were Bob Iger over at Disney, i say, get me as many live-action princess movies as we possibly can. Give me The Little Mermaid. Give me Snow White. Give me Sleeping Beauty. Give me all these movies. Pocahontas. Like, there has never been a live-action, to my knowledge, Native American princess movie ever. Why are we not making Pocahontas? Why are we not making like making Mulan a priority? Well, Mulan is being filmed. Yeah, but why isn't that a priority? Why did Dumbo take first seat to Mulan? You know, this is a whole missed opportunity. The Little Mermaid may be one of the most iconic characters in film because of how influential it was to little girls. Why is that not even talked about? Like, like other companies are trying to do the, the fable version of it. And you're like, whoa, Disney, take me under to see. I mean, there has been, you know, kind of grumblings about them doing... Um, a live action because they've rumors of Zandaya getting aerial role. Yeah, dude, but talk is cheap, man. You have this is Disney we're talking about. They they don't have to wait for budgets. They don't have to wait to be like, oh man, I hope they're like they don't have to wait like Sony did for a leak to find out we're getting a Miles Morales Spider Man movie. They can just say like, this is what we're doing. Marvel has a plan. They have a whole entire face. Why doesn't Disney have a face? Like, why can't we have the princess face? You know how much money that would bring? Disney made like $10.9 million or billion dollars before they spent their $52 billion. But they made $10.9 billion so far with their properties, right? Why not just invest that money into these huge billion-dollar movies? Beauty and the Beast should be your anchor point. It made a billion dollars. You move into Snow White. You move into Pocahontas. Like, there's no grumblings about Pocahontas. So, like, you're getting, like, you're making, you're priding yourself off of live action movies. Your first, your first big successful, successful one, really, was about animals, and there was one person in it. The next one you announce is The Lion King that has zero people in it. Leave those properties to the animation and do something with, with actual people. Do A Little Mermaid. Do, I mean, you can, even do sequels if you want to some of these properties that are going to be good. They can make you can be franchises for Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and all this stuff. But you know, they're I guess they want to take these classics, then reintroduce them in the kids so they can go back into the vault and spend more money. Just to me, it's kind of an ass backwards way of saying this is how we're going to go about making our movies. Yeah, I I agree. Um, it just it doesn't seem like there's a plan. Like you were saying, like no, there's zero plan. 
there's so many other movies that I would I would put before this, and it just it baffles me. Some of the stuff, like honestly, we talked about it, like Nightmare for Christmas. I think if it's done right, could be gigantic. Yeah, if it's done right, that's the problem though. Some of those characters are creepy to kids animated, but if you turn them into real life, dude, could you imagine a two faced mayor like that spinning back and forth in live action? You got John Goodman as the mayor. Oh my god, that and he's be just flip flopping. You got faces falling off. It that might be a little too dark for kids to see live action. But like, I know where you're going with this. Like, there's movies like shit, dude. I'd rather see like uh, an Aristocrats mo- Aristocats movie before Dumbo. I'd like to see the Rescuers. That would be awesome. Yeah, or like go back and make another 101 Dalmatians. That was a classic back in the 90s with Glenn yeah. Close. Take that. I don't want. Li- they are making, um, it's set in production, a Cruella de Vil movie. Yeah, uh, but it's set in production. When when did Maleficent come out? Like 2012? Uh, 13, maybe? 14? Okay. So seven years later, we're getting a sequel. Yeah. We, we got a Frozen sequel before we got uh, a movie that they were talking about that could set up a universe. And that was a gamble. Like, they could make an Ursula movie. That would be huge. But, you know, they, they don't. They're not capitalizing on this. It seems like they're just so focused. And it could be a money thing. Like, reintroduce these characters, buy more toys, buy the DVD, but go into the vault and then get it out there. Even a Fantasia movie would be dope. Yeah, that would be amazing. Or like a live action movie that includes Mickey Mouse and the core Disney family. I think that would be tough to do, though. Nah, man. You got – they did that movie back in the day with um, Brendan Fraser and the Looney Tunes and Space Jam. And that bomb. Space Jam didn't bomb. Space Jam didn't bomb, no. Space Jam's getting a sequel. It was awful. Yeah, but still, it's possible. Look at what they did with Roger Rabbit. You know, if you, like, who's the tent, like, who's the face of uh, Disney right now? Is it Mickey Mouse or is it Elsa or Olaf? True. You know what I mean? The face of Disney right now is Iron Man, honestly. Yeah. Because that brought them uber bucks. So, like, I don't know. Let's. Let's stop bitching about this and let's talk about the movie because there are people who want to see it, including you and your family. (laughs) The footage, the things that stick out for me, and I'm going to be positive about this. I told you pre-recording this that I was going to be positive about this. And (laughs) I went completely dark. But the setting and the wardrobe definitely fits. With the film being set in 1919, it looks like all those pieces are 100% vintage. Yeah. Definitely. Like, there's nothing out of place. Everything looks error-specific. The animation on Dumbo, like you said, clean, realistic. The set looks beautiful. This is – it looks like a beautiful film. It looks like it's going to be shot well. It looks clean. Everything – it looks like the scenes kind of move as a picture would. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And although I have a little interest in it, I have very little interest in it, I felt the same way about The Last Showman. And I ended up enjoying that movie, and I've actually watched it a few times. But, you know, it goes back to my general consensus, like, or my general feeling is that I'm not a big circus person. And maybe a lot of people didn't have the luxury of going to the circus as kids. Circuses are expensive. I know you've been to the circus, but circuses are pretty damn expensive. And clowns are fucking horrifying. So maybe people are afraid of clowns, and they think circus and clowns. In terms of the footage, like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, are you on the same page as I am as far as just, like, some of my points? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, the time error fits it very well. Like, I'm kind of glad they didn't decide to go, oh, we're going to go modern. It, it, it totally would have. 
and you know you would have PETA against it and all that. It just it would have been god awful. But like you were saying, um, thoughts on the footage? Like it looks whimsical, it looks magical, and it just yeah, it looks it looks like it's captured the Disney soul. Like it's got the the heart of a Disney movie, and I get that's perfect. I mean, we're definitely gonna get like you brought up earlier, like the original movie was. All your lead characters were your animals, and the this is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like it just, but it's just it's dumb though. I don't know. It's a it's a gamble, kind of reshaping the the movie like that, and and it should have been called Dreamland. And like, don't get don't give me a different story and sell me a bill of goods with a different name on it. If you're gonna tell a story about the farriers, make it about the farriers, but don't call it Dumbo. And then it looks like from the beginning, like Dumbo flies, like pretty quickly. In the original, from the jump, he's flying. Yeah, and in in the original Dumbo, like he flew the last what, like five minutes? Yeah, it was like the you want him to do it the whole movie. You're waiting for it, and then finally he flies, and you're like, yeah, you're cheering, you're really excited for it. This one's like they they showed it in the trailer. Yeah. Like, save that moment for the kids, because most kids probably haven't seen the Tumbo movie. This is a new property to them. Yeah, they would be like, oh, look at the animal with the big ears. Like, had no idea that he flies. Yeah, exactly. I fucking know, man. Uh, I will I will tell you, though, it, it looks beautiful. It does. 100% beautiful. Let's talk expectations. Um, do you have any expectations for this movie? Because I know you're not looking for a good origin story. <laughs> Yeah, we can't use that line, this one. No, not at all. But we did. We I forced it in there, man. I'm expecting a good, wholesome family film. And then I'm expecting a film that's filled with stunning visuals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really all you can expect from this movie, right? Yeah, that, I mean. What if this movie takes like an M. Night Shyamalan twist and it's about fucking poaching and a guy comes into the circus and immediately kills all the elephants for their ivory? And it's like, fuck you, Danny DeVito. I'm the captain now. And boom, Tom Hanks shows up. He really got the role. You uh, you went dark. That's, I mean, it's, what if that happened? I don't think it would be that good of a movie if that happened. Maybe that's why it's getting a 50. If that would have happened, that would have been 100% 100 of the movie. And then now Dumbo is hunting down poachers and impaling them with uh, like a sword that comes out of his snout, his, uh, yeah, his trunk. So Dumbo essentially becomes a Punisher a crossover. It, yeah, but we also call it Dambo because it's Dumbo and Rambo mashed up together. That's awful, dude. I would watch the hell out of that movie, Dambo, where a fucking elephant kills poachers. I would watch the hell out of that movie. Awful. So whim, so whimsical and magical and a good family film is what you're expecting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I I agree. No Dambo. They're not going to adapt Dambo. <laughs> Although, that could be a comic book. That would be... A, I'd read that, too. Start writing it. I might. I might. I just need to find an artist. Um, for me, you know, I think the main thing the, that I'm expecting is that people are going to kind of feel tricked going into it because it's a different story than what the truly... Like, you're a hardcore Disney fan. Like, it's fair to say that you are. And one of my coworkers yeah. is a Disney fan. And they're like... I know she goes in and she's like, yeah, man, this is going to be a great movie. I love the animated movie. Boom, surprise, not about the animated movie. So I feel like people are yeah, no, no, kind no. of going to be tricked. Um, and I think, you know, we're just going to definitely get that the familiar tones, uh, some Easter eggs, kind of like the Timothy Easter eggs uh, with just having those rodents and, and saying, oh, that's Timothy. And to me, as far as like expectations, 
money-wise, where it ranks as far as like a Disney kind of live-action universe that they're creating, um, I think it's going to fall somewhere along the lines of Cinderella and the second um, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's going to be uh, Beauty and the Beast and Jungle Book status. No, this isn't a billion-dollar property. No, not at all. This is probably maybe maybe $600 million it might make. I think that's pretty generous. Yeah, I was trying. I was going in my head and saying maybe like three and a half, four, but I'm gonna go six just because Disney does well overseas and uh, does pretty well at China, and I think they get a late release over in China. So we'll see. Um, do you think it wins its week? Like now, do you think that this is going to be a flash, a box office flashback podcast review in the coming years? I think. I mean, the only competition I think really has is us, and. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I think it's going to be tough because us has getting so many um, word of mouth um, feedback from a lot of people seeing it and saying, "Oh my god, it's so great! It's good." And because I, I, you know, it did great opening weekend. Like it, it killed it, dude. Seventy seventy point two million dollars. It doubled what Captain Marvel got in, in its in its uh, third week. And I just, I think it has a, I don't know. I think us is going to beat out Dumbo. Wow. You are really struggling with this one. Yeah. And like, I, I absolutely get it, man. Cause I'm on the same page. I think it wins because us is its only competition, but I think family, you know, when you think us, you're not taking two kids to see it. Mm-hmm. When I think Dumbo, you're taking mom, dad, and the family. So it's going to win its week based on tickets being sold because there's more people in the fa- familial unit that are going to see it as opposed to us. Yeah. Um, had us come out on the same week as Dumbo, I think us would have won. Us, you said it, man. Crazy first week, $70.2 million. If you've seen us or you're curious about us, go to the Galaxy Wars podcast and listen to our review. We also reviewed uh, Weird City from YouTube Premium and Jordan Peele. Um Captain Marvel slowing down, but us, man, is the wild card. It's absolutely a wild card. Um, and I could see Dumbo losing to us, actually, too. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm 50 50 with it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it won. I also wouldn't be surprised if it came in second. That's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah. Now, do you think it comes in third? Do you think Captain Marvel gets like a surge? No. If it no. comes in third, is this, is this a, a failure? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Understanding that, you know, Captain Marvel is also part of Disney. Uh, it You know, they're both making money. But I think, you know, Dumbo's got to win this week. Because uh, there's not a lot. Like, this would probably be the only week it's going to win. Yeah. Shazam comes out the following week. And if you've listened to us, you know we loved it. And you should be going to see it. Hellboy comes out the following week after that. There's another movie, a big movie coming out, I think, that following week. And then Avengers Infinity Wars comes out. And that's going to hold a top spot until June. Yeah. So if Dumbo and Disney want to win this week and do the whole second quarter uh, or se- yeah, second quarter of the month as far as Disney winning every like every almost every week except for this one, I think uh I think this is the spot. I really think so. Yeah, it, it I just I'm I'm really torn because I I hope it does well, I just don't think it will. Yeah, and I mean Disney can afford a couple failures. This isn't going to bankrupt them. So if no, it doesn't do well, Listen, if it doesn't do well, then maybe they put aside some projects that shouldn't actually be getting made and streamline some movies that people really want to see. Like, 
what's next? Is Bambi going to be the next live action movie we get? Like announced? Like, oh, we're going to do a Bambi movie? I hope not. But like, think about it. Like along their lines, they they have three animal based movies in live action at this point. Jungle Book's getting a sequel. Bambi's the next one up. So you know it. It would be stupid to make a Bambi movie, and I I don't know. I just um, last question I have for you. Let's say you're Bob Iger, and what a job to have in today's society, man. He is the leader of the Disney empire. Mm-hmm. And Disney, you know, they just the Fox deal is done. Disney is going to start implanting chips in our neck, so we are going to be like they might as well just call this the United States of Disney. But anyway, um, you're Bob Iger for a day. You get to pick one live action movie from your childhood to be made. What is it? Hmm. And it's got to be a Disney property, obviously. Sword in a stone. Oh my god, dude, that would have been so awesome, so awesome. Why? Well. Are we? You think we're gonna get that with um, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Merlin? I don't know. I mean, and if we do Sword in the Stone, do we get that weird witch? Yeah, we'd have to. We yeah. I mean, that's the only way it happens, right? And the drying dragon when she turns into the dragon. Yeah, that absolutely has to happen. I'm gonna say. I just thought of the question on the spot, so I gotta, I gotta think about it. As much as I would absolutely love a goofy movie, I feel like goofy in live action would be horrifying (laughs) oh it would scare the shit out of children but um i'm gonna honestly think like i think uh a a little mermaid movie is gonna be dope i think that's gonna be possibly a two billion dollar movie but that's not my first one i would want to i would want to see a snow white movie really yeah because i think the snow white story is great um and you include the the dwarfs uh, you know you you have all those um Imagine the cast that you get. Think The Hobbit if it were a comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, obviously, they're going to cast uh, taller actors and maybe not everybody's going to be uh, dwarf size or a uh, little person size. Um, I could absolutely see Alan Tudyk playing one of the dwarfs. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Uh, the other ones are being made. Um, Aladdin is a story that I love. The Lion King is something that I love. There's a lot of Disney movies. I'm going to be so pissed because I know we're. I'm going to hang up the phone with you and I'm going to be like, oh man, this, I wanted this one to be made. If we could do Pixar, I'd like to see uh, a Toy Story movie be made. Oh yeah. Kind of like Small Soldiers, but better. Yeah. Or or Up. I'd like to see how Up would transpire. I think that would be a pretty good, like honestly. I could see, I could see that fitting. I think all of the Pixar movies could be turned into a... A live action movie cars i mean i feel like that could happen but i don't want it to happen wally Ugh. doesn't need to be remade <laughs> i know you don't like it but wally doesn't need to be made you know the the dory movies probably wouldn't get made but they you know they made the jungle book and they made they're making the lion king um the incredibles would be dope it would be but essentially you know we have the avengers so we, we already have them would you want a bolt movie nah I mean, AG would because she loves both, but no. I mean, we got a Winnie the Pooh movie, which is uh, which is also kind of crazy. So you, you never know where where we're going to be with this Disney stuff. Uh, Disney could come out. I know the shareholders meeting is mid, mid-April, so we're going to hear some new news. And then D23 happens this summer. San Diego Comic-Con's coming out. And uh, even if you're not a big fan of the Disney stuff, they always have Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars. And uh, now all the Fox properties, too. So... Uh, the future is looking bright, even if Dumbo tanks, and we'll we'll see what the future holds, man. It's just it's just one of those things where 
We just got to wait and see what happens. Again, the beauty of the preview, we can talk about our feelings and uh, maybe, you know, clearly I'm surprised that our feelings matched. Uh, I thought that you were going to be really excited for this and uh, not so much, which is uh, which is pretty cool. It's cool to uh, be negative together for an hour, right? (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, that that is what it is. Uh, I know next week we're coming back with an an April episode Mm -hmm. where we're going to we're going to definitely talk comics. I know you love that. You love all the image titles that are coming out. Uh, and then we're going to preview. Yeah, we're going to preview all the, the little movies that are coming out in April, TV shows, all that fun stuff. You know the drill. Uh, but I want to know what people are thinking about Dumbo. I need to know. Um, I posted something on our Instagram, which is the Active Geek. And I wanted to kind of gauge where we were. But then I took it down because I was like, we're like I posted at 3 o'clock. We're recording at 4 and it's coming up the next day. So I can't – like I don't want to go back and edit it. But um, – I want to know where people are at. So hit us up on Instagram, which is the Active Geek again. Uh, we have Twitter, Active Geek underscore, Facebook, the Active Geek podcast. Chuck's all over the Instagrams. He's got like 47 Instagrams now. He's, <laughs> he's got Chuck underscore the Active Geek. He's got the Box Office Flashback podcast uh, Instagram, which is about to debut. Which episode? Week three. The Big Chill. The Big Chill uh, from the 80s, correct? Yeah. So yep. we have uh, starring it, Jeff Goldblum, Glenn Close, Kevin Klein. It's got a really good cast. Yeah, and you're really hugging to two decades right now. We got to get you to like the 1940s. Get you to a nice Charlie <laughs> Chaplin movie. But he has that coming out. He's got a resident cosplayer who is at uh, the Instagrams on what Chuck AG cosplay. Which you know, con season's coming up. I think our first big con is uh, Phil. Great Philadelphia Comic Con. We're going to be there for at least one day. We got Wizard World coming up. We got Keystone Comic Con coming up. You never know. You might find us at New York Comic Con. Follow us on that. Follow AG's cosplay journey. Even if we're not at cons, follow our journey because it's awesome. Um, then you can f- support all the Active Geek Productions. You can go to activegeekproductions.com where you can find not only the Active Geek podcast, you can find the Galaxy Wars podcast, which just released their um, R us episode uh and weird city as i mentioned before binks in the beards you can listen to some old episodes there chuck's new podcast uh, box office flashback podcast um you know we never know how many more podcasts we have in the pipe but follow us there we have a patreon uh go to patreon i think search galaxy wars podcast that goes to the network we got to re redo all that uh and then we have a hotline chuck yeah we do we have a hotline and so far we have about five voicemails and we're going to debut the first one on um the galaxy wars podcast this upcoming week but if you want to call in and you want to talk to me chuck tom binks um i'm, not, I'm gonna take his name off that don't call in for binks because then we have a problem so you want to talk to me chuck or tom and either hit us with some reactions on what we said counterpoints opinions if you saw the movie and you want to share your review hit us up on that and that's 185 the number is one eight five six three three five five one four eight. Leave a message, and you get a chance to possibly be played on a, a future episode from from uh, one of the Active Geek productions. Um, and we have a lot of them, so you your chances are increased. Um, so next week we'll be back on the first with our April episode. Follow all the social medias. Listen to us on all the podcast directories. We're on Spotify, um, and you know, go see Dumbo if you want to see it. It's pretty Active Geek podcast. I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.